Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast featuring Mike Yanda and Bobby Hoyt. Sit back, relax, and learn how to make a crap load of money online. I will fire clients. Look, I'm just trying to stay married as hell. Listen, man, if they can't sell without paid traffic, they sure as hell can't sell with it. We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the one. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo-boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad. Howdy and welcome to Laptop Empire's podcast. I'm your host, Mike Yonda, here with Bobby Hoyt, as usual. We've got our good friend, Jeff Rose, is back again. Goodfinancialsense.com, Wealth Hacker on YouTube. Jeff, last time we had you on, we talked about the blog and the ridiculous growth you had on the blog when it came to your income in a 24-month period. This time, we're talking to you about the YouTube channel. And so now I'm a little excited. Last time, it was all, you know, Bobby had all the questions. I'm sure I'll have the questions this time. Um, and we just want to, we want to talk about you. You grew your subs from about 9,000 to over 150,000 in a nine-month period. Now, we're baby small YouTubers. I think like I've got, I think we've got like 700 something, maybe 800 something uh, subscribers. And I'm just thrilled to death with that. I haven't given the channel as much love as I would like to, but I mean, just the idea of even getting the 9,000 sounds incredible. So I'm excited to see how you had this explosive growth. So, but first I kind of want to know like what got you into doing YouTube in the first place when you were already doing so well with the blog? Yeah. So great question. Uh, going back in time, I, uh, so this is going back. So I started the blog 2008 and I believe memory serves me correct that in April of 2011, Google released their first algorithm update that had a name associated with it. And I believe it was Panda, the Google Panda update. So I was, uh, blogging. I, I finally hit where I was getting over a hundred thousand unique visitors per month, like on the site. Like that was like a huge milestone for me and love and life. And, um, then Google Panda update happens. And then I see my traffic drop 70% overnight. Wow. Like a flip of a switch. And you know, for those that don't know this, like when that happens, like there isn't a Google crisis toll-free number that you can call. Uh, like you can maybe try contacting somebody via chat, but you're, you know, you're going to get a, a bot response. And, it, and I, I didn't know what I did. You know, I had a few ideas, so I made some of those changes, but did not see anything immediate. So I went like through a two or three week stretch of um, depression, anxiety, uh, I had to uh, start journaling and, you know, reading my daily affirmations. Like I am good enough and I'm smart enough. And people love, you know, doggone, people love me like every day. No, but then I finally got to a point where like, all right, why did I start this blog? You know, yes, it's to get clients for my practice, but also like it, there was joy in like really truly helping people. And so I just began that journey again. And then I thought, okay, what was working for me? Like that's probably not going to, work the same way, you know, like I need to do something different. And, you know, when I started my blog, there was only a handful of financial planners like in the country that were blogging. So at this point in time, like we're two and a half, three years later. So there's more, you know, so the competition is more, there's more personal finance bloggers. So what can I do that's different, you know, than everybody else? 
And that's really where YouTube came. Uh, I enjoyed, like I was on the local news. Like I, I enjoy being on camera. Like I enjoy doing that. I didn't really know anything about cameras or YouTube or anything, but I thought, okay, this is, this is the next thing. Like I'm going to like, what, not an easier way to stand out from everybody else. And instead of the written word, like you see, see my face, you hear my voice, you don't laugh at my corny jokes. And uh, so that's, that is, was the inspiration behind getting and starting the YouTube channel back in, I guess, 2011. So, I mean, we're going to talk about going from 9,000 to 150,000 or whatever crazy number you're at, but like, how did you, how did you get to 9,000? Was it keyword research? I mean, what was, was there like, was it all just strategy? Was it uh, getting, you know, I don't know, emailing your current list? Like how did you go zero to 9,000? Yeah. So that was leveraging the blog. So it was looking at, all right, what is some of the content that is still getting some traffic or did get traffic, you know, before the, the Panda update. So it was looking at, uh, you know, how to open a Roth IRA and, um, how to just basically the, the, the same type of content that I had written on the blog, I was now answering that uh, in a video format. Mm-hmm. So like that was just the initial strategy in doing that. Uh, I then started answering reader questions, which like for me, I, I like that content because it was, it was really easy, you know, like I just mm-hmm. reader so-and-so asked this question and then I just kind of like talk for a little bit. Um, and that's what I did. The probably the the best thing that I did was invested into a, a YouTube course. Um, it was Video Traffic Academy uh, by James Wedmore. This is when uh, Lewis Howes, I think Sean Malarkey had this joint venture, and they were like promoting these different uh, industry experts. And one was uh, James Wedmore, and like a ninety-seven dollar course on YouTube. And prior to that, like I didn't know anything about just. B-roll and different cuts and not that, well, yeah, I mean, you don't have to do that stuff. You've got a good video editor, but once again, like I just, I didn't want just a good video. Like I wanted a video that had the, some graphics and some other images and just, just once again, trying to make it stand out uh, just like I did with like my, my blog content. And that began a journey. I mean, we're talking though, like 2011 up until 2017, I believe, uh, where I I got to 9,000. So it was a very, very long journey. But then, um, so I I went through spurts though. Like I I was really on it for a while, probably two or three years, I think. And then I took a break. And then I hired a professional videographer, came to my house, hired him for like, I think just a half day. But we cranked out 12 videos uh, in a half a day and it was just polished, looked great and started publishing those videos and got crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was like so depressing, you know, it was so like, what, what did I do? Like what, they were so much better than my other videos. And so then like I took another YouTube sabbatical until uh, I ended up purchasing another YouTube course. And that's really what helped the growth from 17 up until uh, present day. But yeah, just in the beginning, it was trying to, um, like one of the videos, like timely uh, topics. So I did one on like, how do you buy the Facebook IPO? Mm-hmm. You know, so something like if I want to do a video on every single IPO, like I could do that now, like, and it's going to get views because people are searching for that. And right. even though it's the exact same information for whatever, IPO you're talking about, but like, you know, newsjacking and, um, that takes, 
you know, either being able to edit your videos pretty quick or having an editor that can, uh, turn those around pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But like, that's another strategy that works really well. And you see a lot of YouTubers do that, you know, just something that was in headlines. If you can be the first to publish that, um, I don't really abide by that right now just because I don't like, I, I want to be able to publish whenever I want to publish. So, yeah. um, but like if I was trying to get, you know, grow my subscribers and, and grow my YouTube presence, like that was one of the strategies that worked well and I would definitely do again. So what was the, like the main thing you focused on in that transition from nine K subs to 150? Like, was there like one big thing that, you know, like the eight, you get the whole 80, 20 principle, you know, the Pareto principle, like what became those things that you started focusing on to get the rapid growth? I think of all the things that I did, the one thing that I had missed from the beginning, especially hiring the professional videographer was is treat YouTube as its own ecosystem, as its own community. You know, like I was creating videos that were for my blog, you know, that were for the blog post. I wasn't creating those for YouTube. And even like the questions that I was answering, like I just, I didn't take time to watch other videos, but uh, some of my earlier ones, like I would spend like an almost a minute and a half making stupid jokes and being corny and cause like I enjoyed doing it, but, and I, there were people commenting like, get to the point, <laughs> <laughs> but I took the stance of like, man, this is my channel. I'm going to do it the way that I want and blah, 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 which you know, was fine for some of my, you know, I guess some people, but for someone that was just discovering me for the first time, it was like, they're, they're coming there to get an answer, you know, and they don't want to wait a minute and a half uh, to, for you to get that answer. So just recognizing that, you know, YouTube is its own space and just being conscious of like, you know, people are, are watching that and they're trying to get something out of that. So how can you deliver that in a timely fashion that's going to keep them engaged and then want to subscribe and want, want to watch your other content. So I think that was like the biggest takeaway for me. Cause I was so focused on, linking out to the blog post, you know, in the description or mentioning the blog post and trying to get people to go to the blog instead of keeping them there watching more videos and, you know, being more interested in in me and the brand and what I'm offering. And once that was the, one of the biggest, I guess, fundamental and mindset shifts uh, that I've started back in 2017. So, I mean, I think that's really great because you're, you know, a big takeaway from that for me is keep them on the channel get them to other videos, get them kind of bouncing around. And then I'm sure you still had that stuff in the description, but it sounds like you're focused more on the content and keeping them there instead of, Hey, go check out this thing that I put in the description. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, so now instead of recommending a blog post, you know, I would then now like in the videos, I'll say, Hey, if you want to learn more about that, like go check out this video, you know, where I talk about so-and-so. Uh, which is just a simple thing, but it just, it was a reminder to let people know like, Hey, if this is your first video of mine that you're watching, like this isn't the only thing that I've talked about. Like there's other stuff that I've shared that you can get some tremendous value out of. Makes sense. So I know, you know, I haven't been doing this super, super long, but I've kind of been studying doing my research. You know, I've talked before, um, you know, a, a big, there's, all kinds of ways to get people onto your channel and people can discover you in different ways. You know, things like search, 
recommended traffic, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. Did you folk, is there like one source that you found to be your biggest source or that you focused on? Cause like the strategy to get show up in search and the strategy to show up in recommended and that kind of stuff, they're different. So I'm curious if you put a priority on one over the other. Yeah, I know that I would have believed that if I had a blog post, for example, right now, I think uh, my blog, Good Financial Sense, ranks for in the top three for passive income, you know, which is a very, very competitive keyword. And prior to really getting into, the, into YouTube and looking at YouTube analytics, I would have believed that if I did a video on passive income and I embedded that into that blog post at the very top, that that would be the number one driver of views than anything else. And I was <laughs> quickly shown that it is, it was all YouTube, you know, the su suggested video or then, you know, watch this video, whatever they call it. You know, it's like, basically, are you the next video to watch? Are you one of the, the next 10 recommended? Uh, like that was no question the biggest referrer of, of new videos and new subscribers. And I, I forgot the stats now, but I mean, it was between 70 and 75%. Oh, wow. And that was also like, I would also, I'm also a contributor to Forbes and I was embedding some of my videos into Forbes content that you know, was getting hundreds of thousands of views at times. And even still like Forbes is a, le I think let's say less than 5%, maybe like 3% of total views on my YouTube channel. And from the blog in much sense, I think that rep represents less than 10, maybe even like single digits on total wow. views. So everything is YouTube. It's in the YouTube uh, ecosystem. When you, when you had this kind of hockey stick growth, was it like a shift in something you were doing or like, like, can you just say like, Hey, I don't, I always feel like when stuff like that happens with me, I'm so a lot of times it's, I made a conscious decision to put more effort into it, or I made a change. Like, you, you know, you mentioned in the blogging episode that you made some pretty fundamental shifts in like what you're doing with the blog and how you were doing things. And that led to growth. You know, is that the case with the YouTube channel or was it kind of just a natural progression? Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely, as I mentioned, like recognizing that, you know, YouTube is its own space, its own ecosystem. So then I would look at other content creators. And if I saw like a headline a YouTube uh, video, they're like, okay, that, that sounds like something I could talk about. So I would watch, you know, parts of their video just to see like, how do they deliver that content? And I started just, just taking mental notes of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. He got, I mean, there was, he just got into it, you know, like there was a quick introduction. It's like, all right, let's go ahead and get into it. Here's number one. And like, that was just one of those for the recognition of like, people want to get that answer and just being more quick to it. Um, I am super long-winded and I've just had to be more concise <laughs> with my content. And so I've allowed myself to ramble or like maybe take, like if I'm talking about point number one and I give my take, like I'll just do it again and then tell my editor like, hey, you know, just I'm gonna give you a few different options, like pick the one that's like the shortest, but, but most, uh, most impactful as far as content and information. And so just recognizing that, oh gosh, okay, I said that. And like, I didn't really need to say like the last sentence or two, like that's didn't offer anything, you know, just trying to be more concise with it. Like, man, those like the, some of the big things. Um, I didn't just on 
which this also plays into it, but I, I, I was already doing this with my blog post and it was the, the headlines, uh, the titles, you know, those are a big thing. I uh, hired a, a graphic uh, designer to help out with the, the thumbnails, like another, it's like, you know, those things all factor in, but um, I mean, they, they factor in, but obviously you can have the best thumbnail, the best title, but when somebody clicks on your video and you're talking for, you know, two minutes about nothing, like peace, they're out. Yeah. So like they, people want that information and they want to know that they can get it in a timely fashion and also enjoy it along the way. So, um, yeah, I was just looking at, um, a lot of guys in my space and I don't watch as much as I used to now, but there are a few guys that I follow, you know, that are still having really, really good success. And it's like, okay, like that, uh, like, and just, I mean, content borrowing, you know, it's like, all right, that video did really well for them. Like one of them that I did was, uh, six uh, rich habits that changed my life or something like that. And there was another channel that did the exact same video. And I just, I took the title. The thumbnail was very similar, but you know, it was my story. (laughs) It wasn't their habits. It was my habits that I did for my, my morning routine and, you know, shared my story and like that one took off. And, and that's the funny thing about YouTube is like, you never really know, the ones that are going to take off and they sometimes they take off when you hit publish, like in the next like 48 to 72 hours. But then I've had other videos where it was like two months later, you right. know, and all of a sudden like it just took off and like, Whoa, where did that one come from? Like, uh, and it, and what I've recognized is because somebody else did a video that was similar that theirs took off. And then now yours is like the recommended of their video. Uh, it's just little things like that. Like right. you never know how that's going to work. But I mean, that's one of the easiest things that you can do is look at a few content creators channels and see some of their videos that have done really well. And then identify what are the ones that you could replicate, you know, in your own voice. I've seen one guy do it like almost like he, it's almost like he did the exact same script as the other guy. Like I wouldn't do that. Like, right. um, but you know, what, what can you create something similar and share your story yeah, and just take advantage of of the traffic that they're already getting. I want it. You said something about you know I took their headline and my thumbnail was really similar, <laughs> and I've I've had there's a there's kind of a authority in the space that like talks about how to grow a YouTube channel and he'll straight up say like just take their headline and then record your own video but steal the headline. And you know when I do my research and I look at stuff and I'm like man that's a really good headline. I never steal the headline because like the thing I don't want is like, well, what happens if all of a sudden now he's ranked number one and I'm ranked number three and we have the exact same headline and mine's newer. Like, how does it make me look like, do you worry about that kind of thing? Or do you just like, just grab it and go? On, on this particular case, the channel that had published this video, like they are, it's like a, it's a company, it's a brand, it's a, it's bright side mm-hmm. is actually the name. So like, it wasn't like a person, so like I didn't feel as as bad about it, but <laughs> um, but then like oh, a few months ago, like I published and I can't remember what the title was, and um, and then and I I swear I didn't know this, but another guy in our in my space a little bit had published a video almost identical like two weeks prior, and somebody commented like oh you know really original you just took so and so and like seriously I had no clue that he had just published a video, but the funny thing was that his video was inspired by somebody else's channel. And that's where I got the inspiration from like that. This person had published their video like two years ago. 
And I'm right. like, you know, I think he actually got the same inspiration that I did from this channel. Um, like I didn't see his. Um, so I will say that there are some guys in my space that like I had a few videos that did really well. And then they published a video that was similar, similar uh, thumbnail. And both of them reached out to me and just said, Hey, I just FYI, I hope you're cool. I'm actually publishing this video. And uh, obviously I've seen how well yours have done. And like, I've got my own take on it. And like, I mean, that's just common courtesy that most people don't take the time to do, but it's like, yeah. dude, like, you know, it's to get that and say like, yeah, dude, absolutely. Totally cool. But the truth is if he would have published that without asking, it would have been like, okay, I, I see where, I know where you got that idea from, you know, like you're cool with it, but you're still like, like, you know what that person's doing, but the person just takes, you know, it takes a few minutes to reach out to you and let you know. I mean, one is it's, it's, it's a compliment because you know that they're watching you and seeing what you're right. doing. So like, yeah, like there's like, it makes you kind of feel good as opposed to like, okay, I know what you did. Like it's pretty obvious type thing. So, I mean, that's just one thing that you can do. I mean, the person can say yay, nay. I mean, they could say like, Oh, that's really original. Like, well, at least you shared, you know I mean? It's not like you didn't do it right. without letting that person know. Bobby can attest to this. If somebody did that to me, I would be messaging him. And I'd be like, we're taking them down. The new mission. We have to destroy them. <laughs> oh, man. Everything's a competition. Um, okay. So you're, this is all, this is all really great. I'm curious. I'm always curious about this with, with uh, YouTubers. Like what is your process? You know, you're, you're sitting down, you got to make a new video, you know, cause there's a lot of research that goes into this thing. Like, how are you, what's the process you're going through to like come up with the idea, figure out the headline, like what you're going to publish, how you're going to record it, like all that stuff. Man, I wish I had like just to do this and I do this and I do this. So um, this is a process that works really well for me at the moment. For the longest time, I was um, just create a folder, Google Docs, uh, sometimes notes on my phone of just different headlines of videos that did like really well. And so it was, and, but looking at headlines that I knew that I could do something similar. So like that was kind of like the initial inspiration. But for me now, I, I don't, I, I am the type of video creator where I don't need an exact script, but it does help immensely if I have some sort of outline, you know, like brief intro, here are my five main points and maybe any talking points with those. Like if I have that, that just makes it so much more seamless. So I've been using an app called Notability, which kind of has a Trello type feel if you use it that way, but it's like a, you know, content uh, video ideas. And then the ones that are, I, I have a start of an outline. And then the ones that have a finished outline, the ones that are hot, ready to record. And so typically I'll spend like an hour or two, uh, not every week, but whenever I'm in a video creation mode and just outline, you know, four or five videos. And if I can do that, so whenever I come in my office and hit record, you know, I've got my iPad right there. I've got my notes and I can just hit record and go. And uh, that's been super helpful. So at the point in time I, I do record, I have the camera here in my office and then I upload it to Google Drive and or Dropbox, depending on which video editor I'm using. And then uh, they do the rest. Uh, and then I've got somebody else that does the thumbnails and uh, I'm, I'm the one in charge of the headline. So that's, that's what I do. And then um, once I get the headline done, then they hit publish and 
they also write the description. The same person does the thumbnail, also does the description. And if uh, there are any links that need to be inserted in the video and all that stuff, so I don't have to mess with that. And that's that's my process at the moment. So you're basically you're just saying, okay, this video is going well. I can I can riff off that headline, and that's you're going with that. Like you, there's not any like okay, I'm looking at how this works with search and here's the volume. And, you know, cause I know some people get like real nitty gritty in it. I'm, I'm curious, like if you get into that or if it's just like what you feel like you can roll with, cause sometimes recording's hard. So I mean, yeah. that, that would make it a lot easier. <laughs> that, that's what I've, I've recognized. Like I, I you know, there is a, uh, some software I, I pay for and I say I pay for a few, I, I figure which one it is that, that does this, but, uh, it might be vidIQ. I don't want to recommend the wrong one, but um, it basically though, it, you know, obviously you can go to any YouTube channel and you can see their top videos and see which one has the most views. And like, that's an easy way uh, to see like what content really worked for them. But then this other tool that I, I, I pay for, like it also shows you like, I think I forgot the term. I want to say like the velocity or something of that video. So you can see the one that it, it was published like nine months ago but it's still getting like a hundred views per hour, you know, even though like it's old, like it's still doing very well. So like it didn't have like a, 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 a sudden spike, you know, and then just fell off. Like, so it was, you're able to identify what videos are still doing really well, even though they're like a year old. So once again, trying to be on the suggested or recommended list, like that was a way just to, I guess more, uh, just, fail proof the fact that like the video may be recommended versus just, Oh yeah, that one's got the most views. But then if you actually looked at the velocity, whatever it is and realize like all those views were like two years ago, doesn't make any difference. So I did that for a while, but like you said, video is man, like what is like, what's on me right now? Like, what am I excited to talk about? And it's had to be a balance of that strategy versus what am I, what am I jazzed about right now? And I, I always lean toward the ones when I had to like force myself to talk about this one, because there's a high velocity uh, metric. Like those are, those are the hard ones. And I may only do that video for that day because it was just sucked the life out of me. But if I start with the one that I'm super excited about, it's like, all right, got that one done in like 15 minutes. Let's go on to the next one. And uh, that's more of my focus right now. Cool. I got one more question, but Bobby, you got any? I know this is <laughs> our first episode with Jeff was more like in, in your world than this one. I'm like, all right, I want to know this, this, and that. So not really. Jeff, he's man, you're so good at so many things. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's inspiring at the same time. I'm like, God, man, how does he do all this stuff? It's crazy. It's not really a question. I don't even know if you can respond to that. I'm just inventing my <laughs> I know. I so well. I drink like 17 five hour energies a day. That's my secret. <laughs> Oh, oh dear Lord. Just <laughs> I have one in the mornings. That's my morning coffee. That's like gets me going. I'm ready to do some jumping jacks and record some YouTube videos. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, really my only, my last question is just, I'm curious, like what frequency, you know, I watch your videos, but I haven't like paid attention to like what your frequency is. So I'm curious how often you're publishing videos. And if you found like during that growth period for yourself, did you find that a certain frequency like helped with that or? Yeah, I think, you know, I've talked to a ton of different creators on this. And I think whatever that frequency is, is just that you are consistent with it. Mm. So if it is once a week, do once a week, you know, if it's once, every, once a month, do once a month. 
but have some sort of predictability. Cause that's the other thing, right? It's almost like thinking of your YouTube channel as like your TV show. And the more that people can ex when to expect, you know, when they can watch that next, next episode, I had, uh, I also hired a, a YouTube coach or YouTube consultant. And, and one of the things he, he recommended a book called primal branding and just talking about rituals, you know? And so because of that, I started what I called uh, wealth hack Wednesday. And just, you know, it was like every Wednesday, I just had some stupid wealth hack tip that I would share. And, but it, it reminded, and people knew that on Wednesdays, like that's what I was going to do. Now I will say it got to a point where like, crap, what's, what's my thing for Wednesday? Like, I don't have anything, you know, like I put a lot of pressure on myself, but then I reminded myself that I don't have to publish wealth hack Wednesday every Wednesday, you know, I could publish Wealth Hack Wednesday, the third Wednesday of every month. So just recognizing, yeah, you can start something like that, but you don't, you you are allowed to take breaks because I know a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, I got to publish, I got to publish. Uh, the most I've ever done was a Monday motivation video, a Tuesday long form Wealth Hack Wednesday, and then a Thursday. That got me to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, this is too much. Uh, the shorter videos on Monday really weren't doing very well. So I, you know, I want to do something more inspirational. Like it just, it just didn't take on uh, the Wealth Hack Wednesday has worked out really well. And then usually Tuesday and or Thursday um, I'll publish. And even this past over the, the past few months I've taken some time off. And I mean, there, I think I went like two weeks without publishing and initially that was hard, but it was also freeing. And now like taking that time off, I have so many more ideas and where I want to go. Uh, especially with the branding aspect of just creating the more of the brand with the wealth hacker and, and growing that community. And um, so I got a lot of fun stuff. I'm looking forward to producing. Awesome. Well, I appreciate all the insights. I mean, this is, this is great. I mean, every time we've had you on, I'm learning something new and taking notes and just scribbling notes here. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to listening to this again myself, just because I think there were things where it's like, okay, I can go back and listen to that. And so I hope that our listeners felt the same way, but really appreciate you having you here. Everybody, you need to go check out Wealth Hacker on YouTube. We'll have that linked in the show notes, of course. And, you know, of course, goodfinancialsense.com as well. You know, that's Jeff's baby. That was what it, what it all started before he got into YouTube. If you didn't catch his first episode, the first one we did, where he talked about growing from, you know, $16,500 a month to over $100,000 a month on his blog you need to go check that out, right? Like it's just great information um, and we've got multiple interviews. Make sure you, you check out both of them. And uh, man, I just really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with our crew. Hey, uh, it was fun. I could talk about YouTube logging for too long. <laughs> <laughs> know the feeling. Bobby, you got anything before we call it a day? No, man. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, man. Thank you so much, everybody. And that's it for today. Please make sure you subscribe to the channel. That way you don't miss any of our episodes. We've got new episodes of the podcast every Monday. And of course, go check out Jeff's stuff, goodfinancialsense.com and Wealth Hacker on YouTube. Appreciate it. See you next week. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. 